Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, it's your favorite throwback podcast hosts, Jessica Bennett and Susie Banacaram, here to announce a new season of our show, In Retrospect which means a whole new batch of episodes diving into the pop culture moments we love and love to pick apart. From the dethroning of the first black Miss America to the legacy of a lesbian joke from four caftan-loving Golden Girls. Listen to In Retrospect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Reminding you, you can email us. Jesse at JesseKellyShow.com. And don't worry. I'll be in here on Monday. No worries. What are your thoughts on the seatbelt? And do you wear yours? And do we really need a law that protects us while we drive to the store to buy cigarettes, liquor, and fireworks? <laughs> or did nationwide submissions start with this? Seatbelt, seatbelt laws. Look, yes, I wear my seatbelt. I am never without my seatbelt. In fact, I won't drive with people. It doesn't matter whether they're children or adults. I won't drive Unless you have a seatbelt on. I am that guy. I've always been that guy. Why? I don't need your death on my conscience. What if, what if I lose control? What if a tire blows or something like that? And you go flying right past me, right through my steering wheel, and end up wrapped around that telephone pole in front of me. I don't need... I got enough stuff on my conscience. I don't need your death on my conscience, too. So not only do I wear it, I make everyone else in the car wear it. But of course, there shouldn't be a law. But this is the problem... This is, uh, I'll tell you, this is conceptually part of the problem I have. I don't, I don't know, problem's probably not the way to put it, but 
part of the flaw in limited government, in conservatism, which I love. Remember, I want government to be teeny, 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 tiny. I would just wipe out virtually every agency, just eliminate all of them. So that's what I want. Okay, so I want government to be tiny. You probably want government to be tiny. The problem is human nature does not lend itself to small government. People ask, like we've had this hypothetical question before, especially on Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Hey, Jesse, if you were starting a new country, would you copy the Constitution? What parts of it do you think they made a mistake on? Shouldn't they have done this? Shouldn't they have done that and this and that? And a lot of those arguments are very valid. You know, hey, maybe they should have had more safeguards here or whatnot. I would argue they did a pretty good job. But the truth really comes down to this. Human beings, they, when something bad happens, you want to assign blame. And if it's something that hurts you in any way, you want action. You want action from the people who are in charge of you or lead you. You want them to do things so it won't ever happen again. That's simply the way it is. I haven't even looked into this. I, I've not even looked into this one bit. I'm doing this on the fly, but I bet you money. I bet you money. If you look at the first seatbelt law that was passed in the United States of America, I bet you it was spearheaded by some kind of terrible incident. Somebody gets in a wreck and their mom dies, their kids die, their whole family dies because they weren't wearing seatbelts. And immediately, the relatives are hurting. People who read the story is hurting. And you're hurting in such a way. I mean, imagine that, right? That's the phone call you, that's the phone call you worry about. Imagine that. You demand action. I'm hurt. They died. They should have been wearing their seatbelts. They didn't. Inevitably, the human mind will say the most dangerous words it can ever say. Somebody do something. You look to the government and you demand them to do something. I did this on a history story a long, long time ago. Chris is going to dig for it and find which one it was. But the, the essence of the story was this. I started it out, if I remember right, whatever, asking you, do you think it should be mandatory that there are enough lifeboats on a, on a ship to carry everyone on the ship. Most people, right, left, middle, conservative, libertarian, national, doesn't matter what you think you are, most people would answer yes to that question. But here's a little story about that. There's a ship. What's the name of that ship, Chris, and, and the one in Chicago? Just look it up. Uh, river, river ship sinks in Chicago. Uh, USS, dang it, I can't think of it right now. Chris will find it for me because I'm too stupid to think of it off the top of my head. But there was... Eastland, that's right, the Eastland. So here's how it worked, and this is just a little brief history, okay? Back in the day, people would regularly take river cruises. I realize they still do that now, but it was a big thing back in the day, river cruise ships. For instance, if you lived in Chicago, it would be not unheard of. They weren't super expensive. For you and the fam, it's, hey, it's Saturday, got the day off, 
let's go down, hop on a river cruise. We'll go, whatever, 50, 75 miles up the river. They're having a little fair somewhere else. Let's take the river cruise. It was just something you did. It was something people did a lot more common than it was today. And I know it still happens today. But anyway, so at one point in time, the ship, the Eastland, while it was at the dock, it tipped over. While people, and these are families, small small children, babies, tons of families. There was, I uh, forget the name of the company. There was this company that essentially rented out the chip, uh, the chip, the ship, and they were having company day, family day. Everyone, come on, we're going to go take a big river cruise. Uh, I think this was the 1900s. It, it, well, I know early, early 1900s, maybe late 1800s is when this happened. Anyway, so they're all getting on this ship. It's at the dock in Chicago. The ship tips over at the dock while people are there. It tips over, and even though it wasn't that deep, lots and lots of people died. It was horrible. All these families drowned. It was this awful thing. I actually think it was 1920, now that I think about it. 1920, 19, 1915? Oh, nice. I was basically close. It was 1915, so this happens. So it, the Eastland tips over. All these families die. Oh, my gosh, it's terrible. But why did it tip over? It tipped over because the Titanic happened. Remember the Titanic? Obviously, everyone knows the story. The Titanic happened, and people were just mortified that this ship went down, and so many people died. And hold on, wait a minute. There weren't enough lifeboats for everybody? That's an outrage. And they all said those fateful words. Somebody do something. And soon, you get a law passed. Every ship must have enough lifeboats on it. But the Eastland wasn't built to have lifeboats, not that many of them on it. It was top-heavy. The one thing you don't want to be is a ship. People crowd to one side of the ship, which is something that happened that day because they were still at the dock. You're already top-heavy. couple things go wrong. Soon, you're fishing little babies out of the bottom of the river in Chicago. Somebody do something. That's, so back to what we were talking about. When it comes to limited government and small government, or the, the question was actually about seatbelt laws. Am I for them? Heck no. No. And if you splatter yourself on the way home because you weren't wearing a seatbelt, I still feel bad. I mean, that sucks, but that's personal choices, right? Personal choices. But society itself is not that way. You may be that way. And I may be that way. But people as a whole, especially in the face of tragedy, any kind of a tragedy, they demand action. That's a big part of why the communist stands on the dead bodies of, of shooting victims in this country to try to gun grab. Remember, he has no morality. He's an anti-human, so he doesn't have any hesitation for it. But he also knows that's a time when you're raw. You're raw. Remember, You remember? We just had a gun law pass in the United States of America with Republican senators supporting it. Why? How could that get done? That's crazy. Why would they do that? Thank you, John Cornyn and Mitch McConnell, you losers. Why, why would they do that? It was a school shooting, that horrible school shooting in Uvalde. And so immediately they all went running to the microphone talking like Biden is here. Our hearts are with the students and the families of Michigan State University. Three lives have been lost and five seriously injured. And it's a family's worst nightmare. 
that's happening far too often in this country, far too often. While we gather more information, there's one thing we do know to be true. We have to do something to stop gun violence ripping apart our communities, <laughs> ripping apart. We took a big step toward passing the most significant. Yeah, 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 we got it. I love limited government. You love limited government. In fact, we're going to talk about the amendments here. Somebody has a horribly offensive question about the amendments. So, of course, I'm going to dive all over that. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that in Mexico and, 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 and medieval times and stuff like that. But I just don't know that limited government is something that can ever last for any significant period of time. People in the face of tragedy demand government action. That's just the history of the world. And it is doomed us. Look, it's doomed us big time. Die. Now, we have an obligation, do we not? Our obligation is to be hands and feet out there. Caring for widows and orphans, things like that. That's our job. We have an obligation to do these things. Part of that is protecting the unborn, the most vulnerable among us the ones who don't have the ability to defend themselves at all. That is what we must do. Protecting the unborn. Preborn is out there doing it. They are the tip of the spear. These pro-life clinics are in the most pro-abortion areas you can find. Preborn's there on the front lines giving these women free ultrasounds. Surely we can stand with them, right? Monetarily. 28 bucks buys that ultrasound. Gets that ultrasound for that woman so she can hear that heartbeat and choose life. Preborn.com slash Jesse. Or you can dial pound 250 and say baby. All right. Mexico. Someone thinks he knows why it's corrupt. And which amendment sucks the most? Hang on. The Jesse Kelly Show. On air and online at jessekellyshow.com. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, the world-famous Jesse Kelly Show. What, Chris? It is world-famous. You made that mistake when you showed me the international downloads, pal. They love us in Poland. How cool is that? The anti-commies in Poland love us. Poland, I love you back. Just know that. I love you back. One day, Chris, we're going to go do a show live from Poland, and then we're going to eat Polish sausages, which I assume they have over there, although I get... I guess it'd just be sausages, but whatever. We're going to eat sausages, and we're going to hang out with Polish people, and we're going to do Polish music and drink Polish beer. Gosh, I want to go to Poland now. That's sweet. I do want to take my kids to the uh, the concentration camps there, Auschwitz and stuff like that. That's just one of those things. It's not like it's right next door. One of those things I always feel like everyone should do, and it just feels different when you're there. We took them to the Holocaust Museum when we were in D.C. Chris, you're Jewish. Have you ever been to that one? You should, dude. You really, really should. The money they sunk into it, I'm all, in all seriousness, it is incredible. It is eye-popping incredible. We took them through there. What, Chris? I didn't say you were just could just pop in, Chris. Maybe you could, I don't know, pony up the money for a plane ticket. You know they have flights. They go right, right from Houston. They have flights that go to D.C. I, I mean, granted... Your pilot's going to be a diversity hire, and they'll probably splatter you into the side of a mountain somewhere, but at least you were going for a good reason, all right? That is the most important thing. Hi, Chris. So I love it how they just address it to you now. Remember your emails, 
jesse at jessekellyshow.com. None of them go to me. Uh, there's just way too many. They all go right to Chris, and he prints them out for me. <laughs> hey, Chris, maybe we can illuminate our dear part-time show leader and full-time author about Mexico and its issue with corruption and a failed state condition. Remember, I was lamenting yesterday how much I love Mexico. I just I love the place. I love to go there. I love the people. I love the food. I love the music. I just I think it's a wonderful place, and I hate that it's a narco state, that it's so corrupt and terrible. Anyway, the guy has a theory. The guy said it's pretty simple. Hispanic inheritance is what he says. As Joe Biden says, name one. Oh, that is what Joe Biden said. Name say. me a time. Name me a time. Spain, Spanish conquered. He said, name one Spanish conquered and ruled colony that ended up being a power of any kind. Hispanic inheritance is a big problem, and even though it hurts because my own country has it, you cannot hide from the truth. I have never heard this in my life, but the more I think about it, it is kind of true. Here's a fascinating little history thing. I feel like we've done a ton of history today, but here's just a little uh, fascinating history thing for you to do. Go look at... The Spanish Empire at the height of its power. The Spanish Empire, Spain. I promise you, it's way bigger than you can possibly imagine. It is huge. The first time I ever saw it was a a map. It was in a book I was reading. The first time I ever saw, I actually thought, that has to be some kind of a misprint. I can't believe that made it into a book. And I went and looked. Man, they had it all. They had like the entire Western Hemisphere. Now, they didn't have really the coasts, but they had so much. People forget how much influence there was from Spain and how big time Spain was back in the day. Now, that said, I don't understand why having the Spanish heritage would bring about corruption. What's unique about the Spanish part of it? I'm sure there are smarter people than me that can come up with that with the reason for it. But I'll tell you... He's, he wrote the email. He's from Mexico. I guess I can see it. I can't disprove it. I don't know. It's one of those things that I find fascinating. What is it about how Spain ruled back in the day that once they were gone, just bred corruption? If you look at the story of Mexico, too, it is amazing. Uh, I think it was uh, 1821, Chris. Do I have that right? 1821, they got their independence in Spain. It was somewhere in there. If I actually got that right, I'm going to be obnoxious, Chris. So I need you to go ahead and look that up because if I'm right, it just I'm going to need... I'm going to need some kind of special sound here on the soundboard to play that. But I believe it's 1821. Whatever. When Mexico finally got... Was it, Chris? Ha, 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 ha! How about that, baby? Anyway, anyway. anyway. 1821, uh, Mexico gets its independence from uh, Spain. And you think to yourself, nice, they finally cast off these colonial oppressors and it's going to go better for them. But man, it didn't. It took, I mean, it's obviously still not right, but there were there was immediately so much corruption and so many of the Mexican lords instead of the Spanish lords lording over the people. I don't know what the deal is. I, I don't know why. I'm sure there's an explanation, but I don't know it. Uh, here's what I do know. When I have to make a phone call to customer service, I prefer that they don't speak Spanish. Because I know what, Chris, I know everyone isn't as fluent as I am. That's why that's one of the reasons why I have pure talk. You see, their customer service is not just based in America, 
They hire Americans who speak English. Not only do you deal with a customer service person who is pleasant, they speak English. They understand English. It is, and this it's sad how rare this is. That used to be kind of, you know, the norm. Not anymore. With Pure Talk, it is the norm. It's what they do. It's a patriotic company. CEO, veteran, fought for this country, man. Switch from your garbage cell phone company. They're on the same 5G network as one of the big guys, man. Your bill's going to go down. The last guy who emailed in said it took him eight minutes on the phone. You keep your phone. You keep your number. It's fast. It's easy. Dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. That'll save you an extra 50% off your first month, all right? Pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. Switch to Pure Talk, all right? Kickboxer Jesse. (laughs) Out of the 17th or 19th Amendment to the Constitution, which one do you think has done the most damage to the Republic? And just in case you don't have your pocket Constitution with you now, the 17th Amendment, it is the one, see, United States Senators, all of them, they didn't used to be elected by the states. They were appointed by the state legislatures. So your state house, your state senate, they would have gotten together and appointed a senator to go represent that state and that state's interests to the federal government. That's the 17th Amendment. The 19th Amendment, that's the one the disastrous one that gave women the right to vote. Quit, Chris. I'm stop. So let's offend everybody and let's discuss the 17th and 19th. And did either of them do damage? Did both of them do damage? Hang on. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. How could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'm a reporter who's covered politics for years, and in this podcast, I'm going to travel far and wide searching for the reclusive Matt Drudge, the founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who've worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. I'll also be chasing down tips from you, the listener, through a special hotline. So if you know where Drudge is right now or have a great Drudge story that might help us better understand the mysterious media mogul, please give us a call at 301-200-2414. Hopefully by the time this show ends, the man who knows Drudge best, Matt Drudge himself, will break his silence and sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I swear this is a political show most of the time, just not that much on... Not that much on Fridays. Look, we do ask Dr. Jesse on Fridays because the week's been long enough, man. You get your Ask Dr. Jesse questions in. They can be about anything. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. So the guy wants to know which one was more disastrous for America, the 17th or the 19th. Probably the 19th. And this is why. Remember, it wasn't anti-women, the reason women couldn't vote. The founding fathers only wanted property owners to vote. In fact, the truth is, as much as as much fun as it is to play the misogynistic card, I, that's what I think it should be. I don't think it should be men, women, anything. I think you should own property. I think you have to be a stakeholder in the United States of America to be allowed to vote. I also think the voting age should be raised significantly, 30, 35 years old. I'm not making that up significantly. And I think there should be a cap on the voting age too. How about this for offending everybody? There should definitely be a cap at some point in time. God did not make these bodies or these minds to last forever. Whatever that age, pick an age. There should be a a time when you can no longer vote. The 19th has been disastrous for America because we have become, remember that, that whole bit we just did on somebody do something. This does not make women worse. It makes them different. Women are more inclined to have that emotional response. Now, that's not all of them. Look, the the hardcore dimes who listen to the Jesse Kelly show, this is not going to apply to. But I will tell you, even some right-wing ladies I know, there will be something that happens. And look, this has come up in my house before. The government should ban that. Hold on, wait, what? What do you mean the government should ban it? Well, yeah, it's bad. Government should ban it. it. It's human nature. Men have a nature. Women have a nature. God did not make us the same. Contrary to what we've all been told over and over again, we are different. We are built different. It is. Women are more inclined to call for government action, which is why after the 19, 19th Amendment passed, if you look at like a chart of the growth of the federal government, 
that just exploded it. Ever since then, it has exploded all over the place. Entitlements, everything, it, it just, it's been bad. That said, the 17th might be worse because what we have now, remember yesterday I played that bit. I'm, it was just a little five-second bit, so it doesn't matter if you don't remember it. But I played that bit about Mitch McConnell. And he said his job is to make everyone in America realize that Russia-Ukraine is the most important thing in the world right now. Now, you know what that is? You know what you're hearing there? On top of everything else, you know what you're really hearing there? You're hearing a representative of Washington, D.C. That's who Mitch McConnell represents. You have it, Chris? Go ahead, play. Well, I'm going to try to help explain to the American people that defeating the Russians in Ukraine is the single most important event going on in the world right now. What are you hearing? That's a that's not a U.S. senator, or that I guess I should say that's a Washington D.C. senator. That's not Kentucky's senator. If there was a senator who had been appointed by the Kentucky State House and Kentucky State Senate, he would never speak like that. Nothing going on, and more important than Russia, Ukraine. He speaks like that because he is Washington. He is of Washington. He's not of Kentucky anymore. That's crazy. Why did they pass that $1.7 trillion omnibus bill, which is still one of the more despicable things I've ever seen pass out of this federal government? Just open bribery, just horrible. Why would all these senators, Republican and Democrat, why would they come together and pass that? They're all Washington. They're all Washington, D.C. That never gets passed by, and remember, there are even senators like Tom Cotton of Arkansas who voted for that. Shame on you, by the way, Tom Cotton. The people of Arkansas, did they want a single thing out of that $1.7 trillion monstrosity? Of course not. So why vote for it? Well, you've become of Washington. The 17th really has done tremendous damage. Tremendous damage. It should be repealed. It actually could be repealed. There's no way you'd get any politician with the stones to repeal the 19th because the GOP is still out there trying to appeal to suburban women every single day. But you could repeal the 17th. It's just a tough road to hoe. <laughs> if you're going to have, you know, senators vote for their own demise because none of those senators would go back to the Senate. Virtually none of them would. Dear part-time radio host, part-time nerd author. You know, that's not very nice. All right, just because, is this because the book is available at jessikellybook.com, the anti-communist manifesto? What, Chris? Not sure if Jesse Kelly hottest Congress award is only for members of the House, but you got to get Katie Britt, a senator from Alabama, on the list. She's a dime. Okay, it's not for the House. Congress, remember, Congress includes the Senate. The Senate is part of Congress. It's considered part of Congress. Senators are on the list. Katie Britt is going to be on that list somewhere. We're still breaking down the film. We don't know who's going to rank what, where, but she's going to be on the list. Anyway, the guy goes, my question is, what's your favorite period in medieval history? You often talk about Roman and modern, like World War I and World War II, but a lot of what happened in between is freaking awesome. I'm a big fan of the Wars of the Roses, but wanted to get your opinion. I actually, I struggle with the medieval times, and this is why. It's because I'm stupid, and this is what I mean. Like the Wars of the Roses. The Wars of the Roses actually are very fascinating. Right before, everyone has heard of Henry VIII, the King of England, and everyone knows at least vaguely that story. The Wars of the Roses are the wars that took place in England, civil wars, 
trying to with this family. Is this family going to have the crown? No, this family's going to have the crown. And they're long and it's complicated and they are fascinating. It's palace intrigue and assassinations and kidnappings and it really it, you could make incredible movies or a great like HBO series based off of that period. And I enjoy reading about that period. I do. I don't love it that much for this reason. All the different titles make it extremely difficult to understand because someone will have a name, but he'll also have a title and the titles are different ranks or the same ranks, but it's different than the family name. And I, so I'm not exaggerating here. You can have uh, Jesse Kelly and he's the Lord of York. That's not a real thing, but just stay with me. Jesse Kelly, Lord of York, but Duke of Sussex. Now I'm all three things. And who, who am I, I just had an arranged marriage with the, with the Duchess of Windsor and the, it becomes so confusing because they were so obsessed with titles in that period of time and you were always wanting more of them. You wanted to gain a, more, a bigger one and you wanted to gain more of them. And so I understand it. I'm not judging them, but it's made the history of it for me. Not, maybe not for you. You should read about it. Maybe you'll enjoy it. It's made the history of it for me mind-numbingly boring. The Lord of Sussex got with the Duke of York, and he was from the house of Chris, and I don't understand what we're talking about here. That's why I don't like that. I do like the War of the Roses. I applaud you for that. That's why I don't do very much of the medieval times stuff. I can't stand that stuff. All right. I bet the Duke of York never had a My Pillow 2.0. In fact, I know he didn't. What, Chris? I know he didn't have a My Pillow 2.0. Because they just came out now. And as he was sitting in the Tower of London, waiting his execution, his time in the Tower of London would have been made easier if he had a my pillow that didn't only have the my pillow fill that they're so famous for, but also had temperature regulating thread. It gets hot in England. So I'm sure there were times when he was trying to go to sleep in the Tower of London and he would wake up and he would have that kind of sweat where the hairs matted to the side of your face. If he had the thread regulating or the temperature regulating thread, wouldn't have been a problem. I bet he's mad. I bet he's mad he didn't get there in time to take advantage when they were buy one, get one free. What, Chris? My pillow 2.0s are buy one, get one free right now. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, use the promo code Jesse. That's how you get it. Buy one, get one free. All right? Mypillow.com. Promo code Jesse. Or if you're on the road, you can call 800-845-0544. We got a Trump and Heavy D question. Dear Shogun Oracle, you've stated previously that Trump was a threat worth trillions of dollars to the elites of the system. Do you think Heavy D would represent that same threat? That's actually a very, very good question. One we can dig into and offend everybody here in a second. The other guy has a question about attending a concert for someone who hates America. Should he? Shouldn't he? Hang on. Jesse Kelly. Back soon. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Final segment of the Jesse Kelly Show. And then we're checking out of this beast for a couple days. Be right back here on Monday for Medal of Honor Monday.
You can email me if you miss me while I'm gone. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I'm really, really, really embarrassed about what just happened during the break. I thought about not bringing it up, but in the interest of full disclosure, I'm going to bring it up anyway. So I talk to you about chalk all the time, about the natural herbal supplements at chalk. And one of the products they have that I love is called Lit Powder. All right. Shut up, Chris. That's what it says on the bag. It says Lit Powder. It's uh, essentially just packed full of vitamins and minerals. The wife pours it in these superfood smoothies she makes makes for us in the mornings to keep us healthier. It's called Lit Powder, right? Lit Powder. Chris just figured out during the break that I'm probably supposed to be calling it Chocolate Powder. And all the times I have stared at that package, I actually have a subscription to it that has never once occurred to me that since the company is called Chalk and it's called Lit, that it should be Chocolate Powder, but I guess... Hey, go get some chocolate powder from Chalk. Chalk Chalk.com, C-H-O-Q.com, promo code JESSE. uh, 35% off the subscriptions, just, just in case... Chocolate powder. It's not lip powder, idiots. Chocolate powder. Chalk.com. Promo code Jesse. Gosh, that's embarrassing. It's hard being stupid. Dear Shogun Oracle, you've stated previously that Trump was a threat worth trillions of dollars to the elites in the system. Do you think Heavy D would represent that same threat? Okay. There is, during this war we've got right now, this wonderful war, which you know I love, this primary war between Trump and DeSantis, uh, I know you hate it. I, I realize you have one of the two guys you like. I'm the one who wants him to fight, so I love it. I, I, haven't, I don't know who I'm voting for yet. But during this war, there are going to be strategies each candidate uses, and we've, uses, and we've talked extensively about that. Trump, more of a dirty fighter. Trump is going to take a bunch of really, really like personal petty shots at heady, Heavy D. This is a strategy. He's not an idiot. It's a strategy. He's going to try to drag Heavy D into the mud because that's where Trump thrives. If Trump can get you there, that's you playing Trump's game, he's going to win. Heavy D has a strategy. It's very clear. We played you the audio cuts of this on the show. His strategy is going to be, I'm above that. I'm the governor. I'm governing. I'm over here winning. Look at the scoreboard. Look at the scoreboard. I see the strategy they're both using. I support it. The Trump campaign has a strategy right now that I personally think is an effective one. I'm not saying agree, disagree. I don't judge this race that way, and I won't. So you can you can go somewhere else if that's what you're looking for. I'm trying to judge it as dispassionately as humanly possible. The Trump team is going to try to paint Heavy D as being an establishment type. That is an effective attack. It is. And no, I don't think Heavy D's establishment, but that doesn't mean the attack itself isn't effective. Heavy D does have pictures with Jeb Bush, which would make sense. Jeb Bush is a big Florida gov- big Florida governor, politician there. Of course, Heavy D as a young politician would have come up under Jeb Bush. There's no surprise about that. So that there's enough there to try to paint him in that light. Because remember... These primaries, all primaries, Democrat and Republican, they're all about lanes. There are lanes out there. You want to grab one and hold it and have it be only yours. Right now, the average GOP primary voter is disgusted with Washington, D.C., 
and disgusted with the establishment GOP. So the the lane you want to be driving down if you're in this Republican primary is the outsider. I'm the outsider. The establishment hates me. I hate the establishment. I'm the outsider. That's an effective attack on Heavy D. Now, the question was, do I think Heavy D would represent the same threat that Trump did to all these people as far as their cash goes? I don't know. I don't know. I do know this. If Heavy D was to become the nominee, and he might, it's it's either of those two guys' game. Either of them can win it. I know they're both fond of saying the other guy has no chance. He can't do it. Trump's finished. Heavy D doesn't have a shot. Both those things are ridiculous. Of course, they both have a shot. It's a long primary. So if he was the nominee, they're going to treat him worse than they treated Trump. Not because they fear him more than Trump. They may, they may not. They're going to treat the next guy worse than Trump because the communists in America have only gained more power and gained more vicious. They're more and more vicious now than they were. They only get worse. They only get nastier and meaner. People, I think, are genuinely going to be shocked whenever Trump is gone, whether he loses the primary or loses the general or wins the general, becomes president. Whenever he's gone, whenever Trump is finally gone off the political scene, I think a lot of people on the right, a lot of naive souls are going to be very surprised when the system treats the next guy worse than they treated Trump. Because the right, especially a lot of the weenies on the right, they get under the impression that Trump's rough demeanor, Trump's bombastic style is the reason the system is after him and has been after him. It has nothing to do with Trump's style. It has nothing to do with the name calling. It has nothing. Whether you like Trump's style or hate Trump's style, they're not after him because of Trump's style. They're after him because he represented a change from the norm. Republicans aren't supposed to nominate someone like this. We're supposed to nominate Mitt Mom Jeems Romney, where he'll be really nice and he'll go along. And I mean, we're all just, look, we just disagree. We're supposed to nominate George Bush. We're supposed to nominate Republicans who, yes, they're Republican. They're different, but they're not that different. They're not actually going to change anything. Trump gets in there, starts blowing up trade deals. Do you have any idea how many people lost money because Trump got us better trade deals? A lot. Trump gets in there and he's threatening to (gasps) pull us out of wars. Do you know how many people have made billions and billions of dollars on America being at war all the time. And now we have the first Republican president in, well, a long time talking about ending them instead of starting them. Does Heavy D represent that too? I don't know. I still have many, many questions for both guys. One of my questions for Heavy D is I don't know what his foreign policy is. If it's going to go back to the whole let's invade everywhere all the time, Lindsey Graham stuff, you can count me out on that. (laughs) Count me out. I don't know. He's been an outstanding governor. I don't know. We'll see. I I don't know how to answer that question because we don't know enough of it yet. But I do know if he is the nominee, he'll be treated worse than Trump ever was. And then the next guy after him will be treated worse than he was because it only ramps up. It has nothing to do with the individual themselves. It only ramps up. But I will tell you this, in fact, I'll leave you with this, and this is something you better remember, and I better remember. If we do get a Republican 
any Republican, whether it's a presidential nominee or senator or whatever, if we get any Republican and the media, they're treating them better than you normally see, you know, better than they treated Trump, you should be very worried. You should be very afraid. It probably means we got another sellout. All right? You enjoy your weekend. That's all. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, it's your favorite throwback podcast hosts, Jessica Bennett and Susie Banacaram. Here to announce a new season of our show, In Retrospect. Which means a whole new batch of episodes diving into the pop culture moments we love and love to pick apart. From the dethroning of the first black Miss America. To the legacy of a lesbian joke from four Kaftan-loving Golden Girls. Listen to In Retrospect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.